It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name's Mike Bernard. I am one of the certified financial planners on the show. I'm also your host. Thank you so much for being with us. Here with me in the KFG studios, across from me, Kevin Corhorn, between us, Josh Gregory. Yes, summer is almost over and school is about to start. So we thought we'd focus on education to kick off the show today. And specifically, what are the foundational financial skills that high schools and colleges should be teaching but aren't? And are you a victim? Ooh. Should you remain a victim? Is it possible to learn these skills from some other place. So we're going to be teaching that and more this hour. That's right. If you have any questions, if you have questions about your own situation, have needs, reach out to us. We'd, we'd love to help. If you have questions for the show as well, you can reach out to us uh, also. 574-222-2000. You can call or text us. 574-222-2000. And online, wisemoneyradio.com. There's a spot to catch every previous episode right there, but also on the right, you can submit a question, turns into an email, goes right to me. And then all over social media, just search Wise Money Show, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, podcast, and you can catch all the content there and you can submit questions there as well and and reach us also. So thank you very much for doing so. All right. Like Kevin said, summer's over. Ah, my so Carrington loves to sleep. She gets that from her dad. Kuiper, he hates sleep, so he'll stay up late and wake up early. But yeah, Carrington's world is about to turn upside down. <laughs> She's got to start waking up. But uh, you know, so we're sort of always in political season, but it's really ramping up here. And over the next, gosh, over the next twelve months, just so many commercials about it. But education is really in the news a lot, and it's it's um, it's certainly being hit on the campaign trails and i guy i've I've taken the bait we are going to be talking about free college and talking about what to do with student debt and all these things that people are campaigning about and not because we want to jump into the political ring about it but um it's financial and it's habits and it's decisions and it's um so we're going to be talking about it on an upcoming program but today today i want to talk about what schools are not teaching kids that they need to know about their finances. Basic, I'm talking basic financial skills that the average person, whether you're graduating high school and entering the workforce or from college and entering the workforce, you're not taught these things. So our society is just hoping that you've already picked it up somewhere else, maybe from your parents. We talked about being a financial role model a few weeks ago, Um, or just maybe from your own experiences, making some mistakes and learning from them. I don't know if that's adequate. Even the U.S. Treasury came out with a strong recommendation that a financial literacy course be required in colleges. I think that's too late. I think it's too late, personally. Definitely. Definitely. So, all right, but let's let's uh, let's 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 jump in to what the uh, basic financial skills are. But but hang on, before we do so, guys, what what are your thoughts about when it should be taught, or what should be taught, or whether it should be taught? 
Well, I, you know, I, I can only lean on my own experience. And I took an elective course when I was in college called personal finance. And it is one of two classes that I think should be required of every major that's out there. I, I think communication skills would be the other one. Because no matter <laughs> no matter what career or field you go into, you have to be a great communicator. Um, but personal finance, you, you think about how many majors out there, they'll graduate with a degree, but then they'll work in a totally different field. But if, if you can acquire these skills in college, um, these will serve you well for your entire career, whatever direction that goes. So I personally believe that personal finance should be a class that every single college student should take. I hesitate to say that as strongly about high school, only because um, maybe you're just further away from uh, getting to that point where you have paycheck money, you you actually have some of these decisions. The risk would be if that was all the exposure you got, um, is it too early actually for you to implement it and you actually forget a lot of the stuff that you you learned along the way. I disagree and agree be, okay. because, yeah, for, for but there's going to be a lot of people who will go into the trades or go into the family true. business. That's true. And you've still got to know some, you've got to have the raw materials, but I don't think it should stop there. If it starts in high school, it shouldn't stop there. Certainly the, one of the, as a freshman in high school, there should be a class taught on how to pay for college. And, yep. and what that was, I think that was the angle of the U.S. Treasury. I think they were attacking this based on, hey, we've got all this student debt. And I, it, my thought, you said freshman, I like that idea, but my thought was, okay, if you're going to educate people on how to pay for college in college, <laughs> right? That's like letting, right? Well, that's that, shutting the barn door after the horses are are out, right? Yeah. Yeah, said, Good farm analogy a, there, Mike. Come on. <laughs> it almost sounded like you knew what you were talking about. You, <laughs> no, you, it didn't. You had panic in your eyes, though. So you're like, wait, you do call, keep horses wait, in a barn, right? No. Call you Mr. Green Jeans over there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think it, it, you're right. People, 18-year-olds are not great at assessing risk, and so yet you're you're offered all of this money and your ability. Um, I, I was just someplace talking to someone who had a law degree and $300,000 of student loan debt. Mm. And mm. I thought, how could, how is that even possible? Hmm. And yet it is be, because there are willing dealers who will continue to deal that drug called free money or so it feels like, because it feels like free money until you're completely hooked. Yeah. And then, and you're then you're too far down the road to turn around and be smart about it. I completely agree with this whole premise, though, that high school students need to understand the, just the the financial principles of how you pay for college or how you get your start in life after after high school, and that does involve uh, how you borrow money as well. What are the risks involved with that? Um, yeah, it. It, it is an epidemic in this country. It's something that needs to be solved. But um, I, in my own personal opinion, I, I don't trust the politicians to figure that out. I think that it, it really needs to happen at an individual level. We need to be educating our youth on this. 
so that they are more skillful. I actually, I, I totally agree with that as well, which is it, we had a show about being a financial role model. And, you know, I look at how many thumbs up, thumb down shares and that sort of stuff. And I, I, you know, maybe we just didn't deliver it well. There just wasn't as many, there wasn't enough people listening to that show because I actually think that's where a lot of the education needs to needs mm-hmm. to start is the close people around you. All right, so let's let's talk about the basic financial principles and skills that someone needs to acquire. Now, um, we've got several. I want to start off with the the three most basic, and then we'll add to it. And it's the one that Kevin, you already brought up. The first the first foundational financial skill that, in my opinion, needs to be um, needs to be discussed and taught is is budgeting. Oh, we were talking about that um, on a previous show. Sorry, when when you were talking about that. But to me, it needs to be budgeting. To If you're a high school student and you're told about, oh, the cost of college and debt and all of that, but if you don't understand how to budget and really the context of what that payment will actually feel like in a budget, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything to you. So to me, that is a basic foundation skill that needs to be taught, budgeting. I agree with that, actually, but I think there might be one that's even more basic or even more foundational, and it's maybe one that we take for granted, and that is the ability or the skill at setting those goals. Mm. When you have the goals, when you have the targets in mind, budgeting is the next skill, though, that will support all of them for your entire life. And it's really how you manage cash flow. There's going to be potentially millions of dollars that pass through your hands over an entire working career. And the question is, how much of it uh, is steered in a direction that is appropriate for your goals and what kind of financial future you want versus kind of wandering off or just habits uh, driving a lot of those decisions, Maybe, maybe even carelessness at times. But a budget is really a plan for your cash flow, telling your money where to go instead of getting down the road and realizing, boy, I don't know where it went. And you're saying you need goals before you determine, before you tell your money where to go. You've got... I think so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it looks like we've got another opinion in the room. We, we actually, there's several foundational skills. So whether you've already acquired these or you've got a student in high school or college right now that needs to hear these, we're going to be breaking them down. So a lot more here to come here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What are the financial principles, the basic financial skills you should have learned in school? I, I learned how to write a check. That's all I can remember in home at class. And therefore, in my household, I'm the one that writes the checks. Cindy doesn't. <laughs> and so that's okay, but I, I learned it. But, but in this day and age... Are our schools, is our education system equipping people for success right out of the gate when you're learning about different critical thinking skills and learning other basic skills? Are you, are we setting our kids up for success with finances? I'm not sure. And that's what we're talking about today, equipping you or your kids or anyone else with what are the basic skills you need to learn. So that's what we're talking about today. This is Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us. My name's Mike Bernard. Across from me in the KFT studios, Kevin Corhorn. Between us, Josh Gregory. Need to say thank you to the attorneys at South Bank Legal. 
as well as First State Bank for making the Wise Money Show possible. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. And if you have any questions, reach out to us. You can do so a few different ways, 574-222-2000. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. WiseMoneyRadio.com as well as WiseMoneyBlog.com. You can find content there and submit questions there also. And then all over social media, my favorites, YouTube, Facebook, but Instagram, Twitter, wherever you listen to podcasts as well, just search Wise Money Show, and you can follow us there, submit questions that way, comments, all that sort of stuff. So, all right, we're talking about education today. We're not talking about free college. That'll be coming up. We're not talking about what in the world does our country do with the mountain of student loan debt. We're going to be talking about that coming up as well in another episode. Today, we're talking about, you know, schools back in session. What are high schools and colleges not teaching? And the first one we all agreed on was budgeting. That is the foundation. Josh ad-libbed in there and said, well, you need to have goals. You need to know what you're budgeting for. I, I, I sort of agree with that. But, Kevin, I, we cut you off before I even introduce the next one. What, what did you, what did well, you I have? Well, if we're going to – if this is education, we're, I've got the teacher's manual. So when I go to the back of the book, the answers are there. And here's the answer. The answer to all of this is, is really not putting your confidence in a high school or a college to educate your children. The answer is you have to do it. And you have to fill in whatever gaps aren't filled in through the educational process at home. And, and the, the best news is, is that there's never been a better time, an easier time to figure out how to do that. So you can just go to the Google and say, how do I talk to my child about setting up a budget? Or how do I talk to my child about balancing a checkbook? Or how do I talk to my child about financial goals? Because I would give, uh, in the spirit of an educational show here, uh, I would give Joshua partial credit for his answer um, <laughs> because uh, uh, actually you need to say after class <laughs> <laughs> detention for you but if you with right lacking goals you you lack um, you may lack hope you may lack purpose or meaning and so I think goals are really important um, a lot of times if you're in ninth 10th 11th 12th grade great clarity on goals goals it just doesn't it doesn't make sense so you as the parent know way better than any of the teachers what would be appropriate for your child at the time if i can argue against that just a little bit our friend james clear would say of course everyone has the goal of having financial success it's the habits that will determine whether they have it or not and budgeting is a habit it's a habit don't get out of high school or college. Don't earn a paycheck without starting the habit of budgeting. It will serve you very well the rest of your financial life. So I do agree that pretty much every budget is flawed because they don't count your goals. It's a zero-sum program where let's how much money is coming in, let's spend all of it. And I'm just going to tell you where I'm going to spend it. If goals are missing from that, your budget's wrong. But... Budgeting is a habit that leads to long-term financial success, which is why it's a foundation. I know you're shaking your head. We're going to keep moving, Kevin. The second foundation. That sounds like you got partial credit there, too, That's right. Corhorn. The second foundational financial skill that needs to be taught that, that isn't is the value of saving. Now, we hear it a lot, but 
I mean, when you're learning, when you're in the environment that you're absorbing information and assessing it to say, all right, well, what do I need to do? And, and what truth is this? Uh, how do I implement it? You, you got to be, you got to learn how to save money, both for the short term and the long term and for what purposes. I, I agree with that. I mean, there are just some fundamental skills or knowledge you need to, to understand. I mean, one of them is just what are the different types of savings vehicles out there and which one would be appropriate? How many people come into our office uh, really needing to be educated on the differences between, um, you know, w- when you use a money market fund versus a CD? Um, how do you start earning a respectable amount of interest on your safe money? And your long-term investments, uh, w- what kind of savings vehicles do you use there? Is it a 401k or a traditional IRA, Roth IRA? This just sounds like a bunch of financial mumbo-jumbo or jargon to a lot of people. And I, I would argue that everyone out there needs to get their mind wrapped around this jargon so that it's not a foreign language to them. And they really do begin to understand how to use these tools appropriate, appropriately in their financial life. I'd even take it one step b- before you even get to what tools, the value of compound interest. I, to me, I think teaching that, every time I've taught that at Bethel University, the kids, their eyes just go wide. Because mm-hmm. I'm writing on the, on the whiteboard, okay, here's what you started with. Seven years later, it's this. Seven years later, it's this. Seven years later, it's this. And they're all drawn in. And even though I'm a terrible artist, they are all paying attention and are so thrilled. Well, and that's that's why you start with the why, right? It, yeah. It's important not only that you're saving and where you're saving, but understanding why. Because you you get yourself exposed to that powerful compounding interest, potentially. Yeah, I think e- being equipped to have the right habits, and I'm... I'm watching this as my son, who's 18 and headed to college this fall. I have a son who's 19, who's in the U.S. Army. And what happens, there's a, there's a time, right, really, really between 16 and 18, where there's a lot of things that change dramatically, where these kids are, are looking and saying, I've been saving this money all along for school and what kind of offer am I going to get from the schools? What What is it going to cost me? Where am I going to be going? And how do I do this? And then um, just with an open house. And with an open house, they've got some money to deal with. And then they may already have a job as well. And it's kind of it's, – it's very difficult because if you said, hey, my goal when I'm 18 is to be saving towards the down payment of my first house, that, that doesn't really work very well. Because really, what they're probably going to want is a is a cool pair of noise reducing headphones or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to somehow trump the the house program. And so, if but if they have the right habits, they will have the resources to fund their goals when the time comes. Because the the what what is really it, most of the kids at that point in time don't know what's really important to them. And so as there's, there's, a, there's a, a sort of just-in-time training as they get their first paycheck, as they get their, the big you know, chunk of money for their birthday from grandma and grandpa, as whatever, whatever types of things are happening, that's when you need to make sure if it hasn't been taught 
in the schools, you as a parent are teaching it and reinforcing it with the money as it comes in. You guys, uh, have you heard about Legos being the next asset class for investing? Have you heard this? So there's someone who's done the geeky stir. You'd think it, it's me. I had, I, it wasn't me. I saw it from someone else who basically looked at what a Lego set cost new, you know, decades ago, and then what it's resold for right now. And the growth on that, I, I don't think it matches the stock market, but it's fairly close. So anyway, Kipe has his birthday <laughs> this summer, and he gets money. Gets, get, he's at that stage where people are giving him gift cards and whatnot. And he's so into Legos. So we added it all up, and it was it was $110 in gift cards in cash. And he's like, what can I do with this? What can I do? And he really wants a Lego. And so he picked out the one he wanted. He's like, how much is it? And it was all of it. And he looked at me. He's like, I'm not buying that. And starts laughing, even though he was so dead set on buying a Lego. To part with all of that money just for one Lego, he realized, okay, no, that's not a wise thing to do. So you got to start these habits early. So, all right. What other financial habits or financial skills do you need to know or your kids need to know, grandkids need to know? We're talking about that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. When your child graduates from high school or college, do they know all about budgeting? So they're ready. Once they get their first paycheck, they're ready to budget and allocate it to the right spots and to the right goals. They know the value of saving for the long term. And then one other I'd throw in, they know the risks and how it works if you're going to borrow money. There's some basic financial skills that right now are not being taught in most high schools and certainly colleges. We're talking about that today. What are those skills and where should you learn them? How should you learn them? So thanks for being with us. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike here in the world headquarters of Corhorn Financial Group in the KFG studios, along with Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Hey, look at that. Special thanks to Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. That is where Josh took your elective, right, on personal finance? That's right. Yeah. So I went to Michigan State, slightly bigger school than, than Bethel, and there was no, and I was a finance major. There was no personal finance course. Hmm. Shame on you. Shame on you, MSU. Uh, also, thank you to <laughs> Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes team of realtors at, uh, on, on her team. Thank you very much. If you have any questions, several ways you can reach out to us, 574-222-2000. You can call or text 574-222-2000. Just put your name, maybe where, you're, where you live, what your age is, and then submit your question that way. That'd be great. WiseMoneyRadio.com. You can submit a question right there on the right. And then all of our social media, I'd encourage you to, to subscribe to it wherever you go for social media. If that's Instagram or Facebook, Twitter. YouTube, you listen to podcasts, whatever, you'll find us. Just search Wise Money Show and subscribe to it, and you can submit comments and questions. You can share easy, and then even be notified of every time we drop new content. So I'd encourage you to do that. All right, so I just shared that the, the, we we're starting with the three basic financial skills, and then we're going to add to it here in just a second. The first one we hit was budgeting, and, and that's a habit. It's a habit that will help you achieve whatever your financial goals are. Saving is also a habit. Saving for what? I don't know. That depends on your goals. But you got to learn 
how to save and the value of compound interest and the different types of savings vehicles out there. That's foundational. But then the last one, and this is sort of an epidemic right now in America, this is a consumer, consumer, consumer-driven uh, culture we are we have here in, in America. And so the, sec- the, the third financial, basic financial skill is borrowing. And I'm not how to borrow well. No, just you know, what, what the consequences are, how it works, what the types of loans are, and uh, so that you're prepared. You don't get yourself into something that you then wonder, well, that's not what I signed up for, and how do I get out of this thing? Mm-hmm. You know, I run into people who uh, they're asking, hey, how should I structure this loan? I want to buy this house. I want to refinance. I want to whatever. And I start asking them questions about the loan that's being proposed to them. Things like, well, what kind of interest rate is it? And what are the, what's the length of the term? Is it fixed rate or is it variable? And often those are questions that have never popped into their head. They actually don't know those details on the loan. And I think, boy, before you sign on the dotted line, before you commit yourself to this obligation moving forward, there's some basic information that you need to understand because this now is going to have consequences in your financial life. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of people are not skillful borrowers, right? Let me tell me if this sounds familiar. Are you locked into a car you hate? <laughs> have you heard? Have you ever heard a commercial that sounded anything close to that? And I, I'm not picking on people that work in the car industry, but that, but that's you're not locked into a car you hate. You're you're locked into a loan that you hate, a loan for something that at one time you liked and today you don't. And so don't uh, what what is the saying don't let your mouth write a check that you your body can't cash or some, <laughs> something like that but basically don't sign up for something that has you locked in for all these years that in a couple of years you're going to say oh my goodness this that was a terrible idea that's a bad decision well which is why it's not enough to just understand the mechanics of borrowing there needs to be some development on your own philosophy of borrowing too. When should you borrow? Do you, do you borrow to pay for a vacation or furniture or a car? Or is it okay to borrow for an education or to start a business or buy a house? I mean, um, your own philosophy on debt is really where it begins. But then when you decide to go buy that house, how you structure the loan can have just lasting impact on your financial life and your ability to achieve other goals. Yeah, I've met a number of fearless borrowers in my lifetime, and it is that never ends well. It just never ends well. And so I would start out with the just hating debt and detesting it. It's a tool. So you say, well, do you really go to the toolbox and say, I hate the screwdriver and love the hammer? No, but I would... I, when I when I think about this, so you're talking about how to borrow money. I under that umbrella, I would also add how to manage credit cards, oh, thinking, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to college. Um, I would go to college with one credit card that was set up before I went to college. I would make sure it's a cashback card. Uh, Fidelity has a two percent cashback card. There are other cards you can look and find them. What about learning the value of your credit? How to build your credit? How to protect your credit? For sure, you need to know what what your credit score is. You need to learn what things add to your credit, what things don't 
don't add to your credit. When you are looking at that credit card bill and you see on there there's a sweater that you bought that you didn't really like, you don't really get the option of not paying the bill. Mm-hmm. You still have to pay the bill. And if you're slow pay, no pay, you you will pay. Mm-hmm. So what I would do, especially if I'm helping a youngster with a credit card, is I would connect the credit card to the checking account so that the credit card, you, so you never run a balance on your credit card. Don't ever run a balance on your credit card. Make your credit card just an extension of your checking account. So why not just use a debit card in that situation? Um, I have never because of the credit score being uh, built, or yeah, I mean, I've never seen a, a. I don't know if there's a debit card out there that'll pay a two percent for your transactions, and and maybe maybe it's a maybe if you're thinking about a bike with training wheels, maybe it's a debit card to start out with, and then you graduate to a credit card. I don't know. I I've never owned a debit card in my life, so I never. Um, I when I started in in my financial life. I had a credit card, and I think the the limit might have been three hundred bucks, mm. and this was back in the mid '80s. And I was one of the only people I knew that actually had a credit card. And um, so I've never I, I debit cards came out after that, and I was just kind of institutionalized to use credit cards. Habits, yeah, it's it's your habits, but your your habit has to be. I don't ever run a balance. Exactly. Never ever. pay interest. Never. never pay interest or fees. That's yes. right. I mean, w- one late fee negates all the two percent bonus for a while, right? Mm-hmm. You know, paying interest to the the credit card company at seventeen percent, it's hard to get ahead if you're earning two percent on well one uh, your transaction. One foolish purchase. I mean, the yeah. the the issue with buying your goods and services with a credit card is, I, I don't know what the statistic is, I think it's about 20%. So you spend about 20% more if you're buying with a credit card. So you need to have that in the front of your mind. Hey, I am prone to overspend using this card. And again, I mean, we're talking about starting that education and explanation early. And so, okay, so what, what, what else? Those are three basic foundational financial skills. Josh, I know you've got another, uh, you've you added more to your list. What else? Well, I, I think when you graduate from high school or graduate from college, I always try to encourage people um, to begin their working career immediately, starting to save for long-term goals. And a better term would be invest for long-term goals. So there needs to be some sort of skill built up before you even begin on what is a mutual fund or what are your different investment tools that are out there so that you're not fearful of them. Oh, yes. Right? You don't want to be intimidated by these tools and then you don't use them and years go by where you're not tapping into the power of that compound growth that can be so amazing over the long haul. That's right. That's right. That that's good. Okay, so we've we've got. Well, you're right because anything that you're afraid of, you'll just naturally avoid, right? And with finances being so complex, if you don't understand it, you're afraid of it, you'll avoid it, and then you'll show up down the line and I didn't realize I was supposed to be doing that. 
So, okay, so we, we are talking about the basic financial skills that you need to have when you're starting your financial life, whether that's right after high school or right after college. We've got a few more to hit coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Thank you so much for being with us. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, as always, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you've missed anything... Or you like the content we're talking about and say, hey, where can I get more of that? Well, my friend, several ways. First, on podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts, I prefer iTunes, but wherever, uh, just search Wise Money Show and you'll find every episode right there. Actually, the episode count isn't even isn't even right. We're finishing the fourth season of the Wise Money Show. Excited about launching the fifth, fifth season with some enhancements and some changes. That's coming up in a couple weeks. But um, so we've got four years of content out there. The first couple, not as good, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> be it honest. Uh, but uh, so you can catch every episode right there. And I'd encourage you, rate the rate the show on, uh, on podcast. That actually helps people find us and find this content. So it's really not about us. It's about other people who are looking through podcast to find wise financial principles and, and some of those habits. So I'd encourage you, rate the show and share it, subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts. And the second place you can go catch every episode is right there on the YouTube channel as well. So just search Wise Money Show when you're in the YouTube. And then I'd encourage you to subscribe to that and click that bell for notifications so you're reminded or aware of everything that we drop, whether it's a new episode or whether it's just some training or just an announcement, something like that. So just search Wise Money Show on YouTube. You can also do the same on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Wise Money Show. And wisemoneyradio.com is how you find us online. Lastly, you guys know, call or text your questions in 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Back to the content. We're talking about what what are the basic financial skills that really currently are not being taught in the typical high school or typical college. And we're hoping that changes. But really, we've already said that's not necessarily the medium that this education needs to occur in. It'd be great if it did. But if it doesn't, you're still on the hook for picking it up. So we've talked about you need to learn the, the, the skills and, and build the habit of budgeting, the habit of saving, and the habit of responsible borrowing, right? What else? What else are we, are we missing? What other basic financial skills need to be built in? You know, I, I would want all of our listeners to be growing in their, uh, their knowledge and expertise, their comfort level in their tax picture as well. You know, the moment that you graduate, you start working and you're earning a living, the last thing you want to do is begin your working career behind the eight ball when it comes to taxes because you didn't realize that you need to set your tax withholdings correctly or you don't fully understand the nature of the income that you happen to be earning and what kind of a tax hit that could be. Maybe you don't fully understand the things that you can do to influence your tax picture and how you can save for those long-term goals within tax shelters. 
that kind of thing. I Those think, are skills you need at the beginning of your career, not pick them up two or three decades in. I, the, we've said this before. The U.S. tax system is one of the most complex on this planet. I mean, I don't know. If you had to create a tax system from here, I don't know how you get from creating something to what we have right now. It is crazy. And so I'll tell you, coming out of, of college, I had some friends of mine who said, oh, you guys do taxes. Can you do my taxes? And and they had just gotten out of college. And I remember delivering their tax return, and they say, wait, what do you mean I'm not getting a refund? Oh, and I explain it, and they say, I always thought that money was withheld from my check and then I get it back. So the money use the, the government uses some of my money and then gives it back to me. And when like you, they're borrowing from you? That's exactly right. And and mm. it's actually not that crazy of an idea if you think about it when you're in high or when you're in high school or college and just working at, you know, this you know, the ice cream shop or whatever, yeah, you're not paying any tax. So they withhold it and then they give it back to you. <laughs> right? So so you're trained to think, well, that's just how it works, I guess. And so just learn before you even learn what levers you can pull to improve your tax situa- situation, just learning how taxes work. Mm-hmm. Foundational skill. Yeah. Okay. What else? Well, I think something as simple as just cooking and grocery shopping and menu planning, that mm-hmm. is, I mean, as you look at you're helping this person do their adulting process, they need to know and understand how to do that. And again, this might be just in time kind of learning. So if maybe it's it's when you're uh, sending off a sophomore to college and they're going to be living in their own place and preparing their own meals for the first time ever, what it looks like. And, and uh, so that is one thing. What would go along with that is how to rent an apartment. Yeah. So whether it's a, an 18-year-old who's not going off to school or a 20-some-year-old who is going to be renting an apartment for the first time, and it's very different renting an apartment in a college setting versus renting an apartment in um, a non-college setting. So that's something that I would want um, to make sure you're walking through and explaining. Because all of this, if, you're, if you've been exposed to it your whole life, you, you've picked it up and you know it and it just kind of makes sense to you. But if you've never been exposed to it, a lot of it just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Well, and fast forward, maybe you're done renting and you're ready to buy your first home. Boy, that's something that you want to begin thinking about well before you get to the purchase date or you start shopping for houses because there's prep work that you need to do. You need to understand not only what kind of down payment are you going to have, but we talked earlier about how do you borrow to purchase that house? What what kind of mortgage do you structure? But then the budgeting aspects that go along with it, like what are all the uh, extra expenses that come with home ownership? How do you get yourself in a situation where you are, are prepared financially for the unexpected that inevitably occurs with home ownership? That purchase has anyone have we have we mentioned the car a car purchase yet? Have we talked about have we talked about that? I mean that's that's a skill that you need to learn. Um, you know we have friends in the car business, so I'm not I'm not disrespecting anyone, but we've often said you, you don't want to learn how to buy a car or how much car to buy from the dealership. You should go in with, okay, this is really what I can, wh- how I should structure it. And this is what I'm looking for. You want to just like, you know, the meal planning, you want to mm-hmm. go to the grocery store knowing what you're getting. 
right. as, right. as opposed to go there and say, well, what, what am I in the mood good, for? Right? Yeah. right. You don't want to learn from the seafood aisle how to buy groceries. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so, so buying the car or buying versus leasing or new versus use. We've talked about these things on the Wise Money Show, but, uh, but foundationally, those are, those are skills you need to learn. There's another skill that goes along with the car, the home ownership, and that is how you structure the insurance package that's going to protect you from unexpected events. You know, um, you know, hail damage on your roof or a fire or the liability that comes with getting behind the wheel of a car. If you injured someone else, how do you make sure that you have the right protection in place and uh, it's a skill. I mean, we don't come out of the womb understanding how car insurance works. And so it's important for, if it's not taught in schools, it needs to be taught within the family, in my opinion. Don't rely upon an insurance agent to fully understand your financial life and your financial future and help you um, get the package right, because they may only have a limited glimpse into where you're going financially. I mean, I, I go back to where we started this program. Whether this financial literacy, this financial education is even necessary. You know, the, the, so the U.S. Treasury came out and said it should be mandated, required financial literacy courses. I believe they use plural um, for colleges, for college students. Yeah, I think with Uber and everything, you know, maybe there'll be a day where where not everyone will own a car. But here in the U.S., you're likely going to own a car and you're likely going to live in an apartment or live in a house. And how do you insure those things? How do you purchase those things? Um, these are basic skills now. This is this is basic. It's a basic part of the human experience here in the U.S. And so where are you getting the training to do that stuff well? I think it's important that you recognize that it is your responsibility. And even if someday politicians do make it a legal requirement for educational um, organizations to, to push this to you, I want you to be pulling that to yourself. Go find the knowledge and the skills that you need. Seek out the wisdom of people who have walked down this road before you and most importantly, seek out someone who can help you pull it all together. That's what financial planning is all about. How do you take all of these disintegrated skills and decisions you have to make and make them in the context of one overall plan for your future? That's right. I couldn't, couldn't say it better. I want to, but I'm, I want to try, but I can't. And well said, Josh. All right. That is all the time we have for today. On behalf of Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory, and all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.